Welcome to Wealth Alchemy Lab, where we show you how spirituality, money, and pleasure not only can go together, but that they must. Activate your soul-driven path to your most fulfilling life possible through riveting interviews from our archives and wisdom from your host, ex-lawyer turned unconventional business strategist and spiritual catalyst, Kavita Aurora. This is an interview that was repurposed from an event in 2014 called Women's Wealth Revolution. It was done under a pseudonym, which is why you will hear the name Leela Samaya. Long and interesting story behind that. Ask Kavita if you want to know. Some of the links that are mentioned may not be available, but there will be a link to each person's website in the show notes, so you can find them if you wish. Enjoy the interview. Welcome to Women's Wealth Zone, where women leaders are going to reveal how following your truth catalyzes your wealth zone, world change, and a life that is beyond your wildest dreams. And I'm Lila Samaya. I'm your host for this event. And I'm joined today by the flowing, the ravishing, the amazing <laughs> Summer McStravick. <laughs> Summer has been a successful corporate leader in the world of mind, body, spirit publishing as a, the director of new media at Hay House Publishing. Woohoo! <laughs> and as the creator of HayHouseRadio.com, founded by Louise Hay. And one of the things I have to also add in is I learned that Summer has been podcasting for like nine years. Oh my God, she's one of the first women podcasters. And she's co-hosted and developed radio programs for Dr. Wayne Dyer, so awesome, Doreen Virtue, Greg Braden, I think, Jerry and Esther. Greg Braden? Oh, we all know Greg Braden. No, I don't. <laughs> How about Susie Orman, right? She's, she's in the whole wealth world. Yeah. <laughs> she's fabulous. I'm sorry, I, I messed up your introduction. Keep oh, going, that's keep going. totally fine. We just flow with it here. Yeah, we're casual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of laughing too. And yeah. as well as many other luminaries, going back to her bio. Yes, in the fields of self help yeah. and spirituality. And that must have been so fun to do that work. And you know, I've, I've been so lucky. Yeah. Like, I will state that out flatly. I have been so lucky to have the experience, the access. I mean, just unprecedented access yeah. to, I mean, name people you'd like to learn from. I was probably there yeah. <laughs> helping them, be paid to do so. You know, make up, a, make up a radio show with them. Oh, we need to make some CDs about them. What should we put on those CDs? What content? Where should we tape it? Can you be there while they're doing it? I mean, it, 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 for me, I mean, this was, this probably, just this gratitude, this crazy thing that happened to me, let's say, I think was a big part of what led me to my own work yeah. and led me to flow dreaming yeah. because I realized, oh, everything does happen with a purpose. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know I needed this and wanted this, but I did. But yeah. you knew or you or you or you yeah. might, you know, <laughs> I know. So, That's yes. so awesome. Yeah. I say, I'm forever grateful for that. Forever That's grateful. Very cool. Yeah, you've got some divine orchestration going on in your life. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but we all 
do, right? It's not just me. I'm not like the lucky one. We all do. Yes. So I'm in, and that's what I talk about. Yes. You're so hilarious. (laughs) Thank you. Is that a compliment or? No, it's, it's, it's it's so funny. (laughs) I I really do believe that um, self-development should be fun and it should be filled with a sense of joy and laughter and you know, there, there was a very old school way of looking at self-development for a long time, which is that you learn lessons, you get through karma, you pay your dues. Yeah. And yeah. my thought was always, okay, you can learn a lot from hardship and survival mode, but can you learn anything from being successful? Can you learn from being filled with joy, even when it's irrational to be filled with joy? Yeah. And I discovered that can be really hard too. It's it's like moving into a whole other school. You know, transferring from one school where everybody learns the hard way to the school where everybody learns the easy way. Yeah. It's not easy like easy it brings its own set of wows along the way with it. So that's why I tend to laugh and you know, I joke a lot. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So now I'm wondering, shall we launch into the interview, or would you like me to share more of your serious bio? No. Right now, if they're going to connect with me or not, so just so, go. Go for yeah. go for the interview and skip the rest. Yeah, I've done some really cool stuff, and okay. she's nice and awesome, and let's go. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, well then I'll then what I'll, sh- I'll what I'll share is like. Not the rest of Summer's formal bio, but like I've had the joy of getting to know Summer and uh, mastermind that I'm in, and I am just so thrilled to bring her to you. You can already tell why, <laughs> why I want her here. You can tell that she's in that energy and her well zone, and I just um, she's really brilliant, and she's funny as you've already experienced. And there's just an amazing energy, Summer, that comes from you. And I'm really looking forward to getting to know you better and having our listeners get to know you better today. Good. Well, shoot those questions away. Let's go. All right, Summer, how do you define wealth? Ooh, okay. I'm assuming that's what you started with everybody, right? Uh So. Sometimes my answer has well. to trump. No. Yeah, your answer <laughs> has to be the best. 20, yes, because you are very competitive and you need to beat out everyone else. Yes, that is no, you. I'm, t- I'm joking again. <laughs> I know. In I know. my philosophy, you don't beat out anybody else. Um, in fact, I like to look at the world in a way where there's no ladder that you have to climb. You don't climb a ladder in your career. You don't climb a ladder in your spiritual ascension. You don't climb a ladder in your past lives. You don't climb a ladder anywhere. So um, it's more like what is my unique perspective that I'm able to give that is colored and created just by me? Everything I've ever been, that I am now, and where I'm going. So if I say what wealth is, for me, I think ultimately wealth is a feeling inside myself that I can create whatever it is that I need when I need it. And that never goes away. It's just fundamental to who I am. And sometimes it'll take me a little longer to create it. Sometimes I'll change my mind halfway through creating it. But if it's in my intention, if it's in my energy to get or have or become or be, that's my wealth. Being able to achieve that or express that, I mean, that's wealth. Yeah. And, and you pull in resources in life or people just to kind of help you put it together. But they're just resources, and resources are everywhere. 
and people think, well, there's only a little bit here and a little there, and how will I get my share? And I'm only getting, you know, 10 bucks an hour. And I'm like, well, that's a resource. Yeah. Figure that out. There's plenty of other resources. So wealth is being able to generate what you need when you need it, knowing that it's always there inside of you. And there's nothing that can take it away from you. I you could get fired that. a dozen times and nothing will take it away from you. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, it totally resonates. And yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to hear more about this journey that you started to talk about. I mean, we've, we've heard a little bit about Hay House Radio and Hay House and all the cool stuff you did there. Like, you know, this is part of your journey. The journey to your wealth zone and to your yeah, my journey. Yeah. My journey can take an hour to relate. So how do I shrink that down into like a tiny little nugget of journey for you? Um, <laughs> so oh, I'm like, do I start when I was six years old, when I was 26 years old? <laughs> like, ah. Okay, so the way I am, I guess, has always been in my family, meaning intuitively in touch being brought up with a very different perspective of how the world works. Um, being brought up both within formal religion on my dad's side and on my mom's side within a very old kind of spiritualist tradition. Um, you know, my, my grandmother read tea leaves and would run your meridians and work with your energy body. Um, her grandmother would read your astrology. We're going back into the 1800s here in, in middle America, you know. Wow. <laughs> yes. So... My mom, of course, she's an intuitive. She talks to talks to dead people. I love to say it that way, dead people. <laughs> They're just people, whether wherever they are. So when it came to me, you know, I was going to do everything but, basically. So I had to go to the best college I could do. I had to graduate summa cum laude. I had to get a good job in corporate. I am not going to be like you guys. <laughs> I know, and some people are laughing, like, are you kidding? You had the best childhood yeah, ever. Exactly. You know, my mom was in a cult. We were in a UFO cult for a while. I mean, just like crazy stuff. Um, and then I realized at a certain point in my journey, yes, I was acquiring all of these skills and science and business and, you know, all these other areas, music, all these other interests. But what I do and what I know is not common. It's just not common. Not yet. It will be, hopefully, because you're out there, I'm out there, and so many people are out there. And a lot of, you know, being in business is pretty common. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, being a writer is pretty common. And it was put to me one day that, you know, if I didn't start doing the work I do today, a lot of time and effort would have been wasted on me, right, <laughs> by so-and-so's. So I said, finally okay, so what does this mean exactly? And I think for me it was really a turning point in my, in my journey where I started to just kind of open up and give and say, what do you need from me? Where is this taking me? It was an exercise in self-trust in my life that just profoundly changed the way I look at the world, the way I deal with the world, the abundance that I have in the world, everything. Now part of my journey was, yes, falling into a position at Hay House, um, so I had Louise Hay as my boss. I got to work with Jerry Nestle like, Hicks. How did, how did that happen? Like, I want to... Like, oh, yeah. How do you crazy. fall into a job? I fell into it. Um, like, I didn't even have it. Like, like a little... a little. Oh, it's just like this. See this crappy little trifold? 
this come this came from my kids' school. But I sent something just like this to Hay House saying, I can design your books for you or do editing if you want me to. And this was many, many years ago, because that's what I went to college for, for writing, you know, for editing, design work. And um, out of the blue, didn't know anybody there, didn't even realize that they were Louise Hayes' company. I don't know where my head was. And I got a call. Hey, do you want to come in? We like you. And from there, it was just like, seriously, a setup deal. You know how you have those times yeah. in your life when it's a setup yeah. deal? That was a setup deal. From there, I entered, I started in one capacity, I moved into this other completely different capacity, starting up a whole division of the company basically having to do with new media, um, uh, putting out Hey House Radio, which was a total unknown at the time. Nobody, hardly anybody was internet broadcasting in 2005. Um, and I began to be exposed and mentored by, exposed to and mentored by a lot of different people and the way they thought, which was also excellent because it wasn't just one teacher teaching me one set of rigid beliefs. It was many teachers teaching me many aspects of beliefs that I began to see are really quite, you know, they're similar. There's a core, mm -hmm. no matter how everybody interprets it differently. And I started thinking, how do I interpret it? What is it that I do? And I realized I have a process as well that I use to talk to the universe that my family has used. And I began to share that. And from there, I mean, it was just like, it was just natural after that. You know, I got a book deal, not because I wanted it. Again, I was still resisting. My boss at the time walked me in to pitch it with me because I said I wouldn't do it unless she was present. <laughs> Thank you, Christy. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was just crazy. <laughs> you know? um, but yeah, it was, all, it was all part of the setup. You know, even leaving Hay House was part of the setup. I mean, what do you do when you get to a, a six-figure corporate job and you're surrounded by all these great people? Do you want to leave? Not really. No. But do you want to leave? Well, I've got a four-year-old at home and a, and a one-year-old at home. And I'm finding that people keep calling me and wanting to know about what I do and what's flow dreaming. And my show and my podcast mm -hmm. is growing pop, you know, more and more. And people are saying, can you mail me? And I'm coming home at night from my job. And I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up my own packages and mailing them out to people every night. Hey, here's some flow dreams because we weren't downloading. <laughs> so, you know, it just, yes, you do want to leave. Because there are points where you always want to find what your calling is. And you know those points because you feel very squeezed in them. You feel very stuck in them. You feel very um, at the edge of what do I do. Everything is falling apart. That's the point. You don't get those points often in your life. People hate those points, but you don't get them very often. It's like, boom, clear that out, boom, put this in. It's time. And it's, if, you, if you miss those points along the way, that's where you start to get more and more like that person who just clings. You know, they're just clinging to their raft through life. And we know those people. We know their lives. Yeah. So, I don't know. So that's how I ended up kind of where I am today, teaching the way I teach, um, feeling blessed along every piece of this journey, even, even the hard parts. You know, the hard parts for me have been deeply instructional. And I know that's a cliche, but... If I didn't have those hard parts, I don't think I would have realized how important it is to get into courage inside yourself. Yeah. So can you tell us about one of those hard parts? 
Um, well, yeah, you know, when I started up Flowgreaming, you know, here I am, I'm home, I'm in front of my computer, I have no staff, no employees, you know, I used to have tons of staff and employees and, you know, a million dollars to play with every year. Now I don't have any of that and I'm thinking, what do I do now? And at this point, I'm savvy enough, I'm <laughs> developed enough that I realize I've been led to this. I know, I have, what am I supposed to do with this? I think a lot of people have felt that when they get to those points in their life where either they, you know, they quit something or they're fired from something or they've been, you know, they're divorced and they're suddenly realizing, I have to make my own living for myself and my three kids, what am I going to do? And it's pivotal, I mean, this is a, a make or break point where you decide I'm either going to do this or I'm not going to do this. I'm going to suffer for five more years and resist it and be pissed off about it or I'm going to do something about it right now. And when you decide to do something, which is what I did, I said, okay, I'm going to try a whole bunch of stuff. I tried my website, you know, I tried a newsletter, I kept doing my podcast and my radio show because, you know, the Flow Dreaming radio show I had been doing for four or five years already. And I'm like, okay, so that's a natural. I'm going to carry that on because this is what I'm here to do. And this is why I'm in this position because I'm supposed to be doing my flow dreaming work. And you, you start to realize that you can't play it safe at that point. If you try and play it safe, you're going to end up in the lowest common denominator. Playing it safe is the job you could just go out and get tomorrow for 10 bucks an hour. That's the most playing it safe place. When you start to risk a little more, you're saying things like, what if I don't go for that job? What if I go for this job? I don't care if I'm not qualified for it. What if I talk to somebody I know? What if I have an idea and I start using it and doing it? What if I try this and I lose money on it? Oh my God, I've lost a lot of money, actually, when I've been working with flow dreaming. And um, I consider it part of business costs. Yeah. That's all it is. I lose money as part of business costs because... I am offering something to my flow, something to my future, something to my, well, my flow of being, without getting into describing what flow is. And I'm saying, is this going to work or not? But I have to give it something to work with so it can respond to me. Sometimes that's a thousand bucks. And it'll say, no, it's not going to work. I go, oh, bye-bye, thousand. <laughs> but the other side is that I, I can take a risk in some other way. And flow will say, yes, do more of that. And if I'm smart, I do more and more and more of that. So for me, like to go back to the whole wealth thing, that's how you build wealth. You build on the things that work for you. You listen and you try stuff and you try a lot of stuff, especially if it's something that's coming from your heart because that's never going to go away. Even if you play it safe and you get an old job and, or even if you have a great job and you just want to go bigger in your, own, you know, in your career, yeah. you still can't play it safe. Okay, I'll let you have word. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's like in that, that place out of your comfort zone where you're taking risks, where you're, you know, just saying, okay, you went with your dream and you said you were all in with your dream. You're yeah. saying, I'm going yeah. to make flow dreaming work. And yeah. by the way, I think it would be great to tell everyone what flow dreaming is. So that okay. they know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because okay. <laughs> I know. So the journey, what, what is it I actually do? So, um... Flow dreaming started as a kind of technique that I use, my, like I said, my family has always used, to talk to the universe. And you can say it's talking to God, talking to source, 
you can say it's talking to the quantum matrix, um, recognizing that this is a physical body, but really it's a collection. This little thing is a collection of molecules and atoms. There is a structure in here that's holding it together. If I was very, very small, I would be hanging out between all these molecules saying, wow, these are really far away from each other. How do they even hold together? I don't see a pattern here. And that's how we are in this perspective. We look around saying everything is so disconnected seeming. I don't see a pattern here. Yet there is, just like there's something holding this together. So I work and I teach people how to speak to these patterns, how to recognize that, you know, this scarf probably started off, you know, in some silk factory in China or something. You know, it started in some worm, you know, a worm's body. Ooh, right? <laughs> it had a past. It has a present. It's going to, after I'm done with the scarf, it'll go someplace else. So it's got a whole collection of energy, a whole collection of it, even though in the moment it seems frozen like the thing I'm staring at right now. So if we're the same way, oh, does it suddenly sound like I'm talking about a soul perhaps, right? My past, my present, the leading edge of my future, everything I've ever been, what I am now and where I'm going. It's a flow of energy, a flow of information essentially through time. And we're all flows of information through time. So what I'm doing here is I'm kind of uh, breaking down some principles of holist philosophy and quantum physics into something that makes sense. You can play with it yeah. this way. So we're all these flows of energy, and they come together from all different places, and they merge, and they create patterns. Those patterns are what you see around you right now. Our pattern, you and I are merging. We're having a communication. You're, you're watching. Whoever you are right now, you're watching. You're in our flow. We're interacting with you. Even if we've already recorded this, we're interacting with you because we're impacting you. We're impacting your energy right now. You're taking us in. So these flows are always moving everything around you. Can you imagine? You can't, you can't imagine how complex this is. It's beyond what our brains can figure out. That's why we say God because we can't imagine anything that could imagine all these flows of energies coming together in some seeming pattern that's rational. And I realized, well, it is rational. It's not irrational. It's not all by chance. If it was a complete accident, then this scarf probably wouldn't be hanging together. It would be floating in pieces of scarfness all over. There would be, you know, how would it know what to do tomorrow or yesterday or today? Everything would be just a big hot mess. And it's not. It's moving. It's got a direction. It's got a flow. And most things that have a flow flow along a trajectory of ease. You know, the planet around the sun, there's ease there. Nothing stops it, at least not now. The universe is expanding. That's what it's doing. It's in a trajectory of expansion. Yeah. We ourselves are moving from yesterday to now to tomorrow, from a baby to a kid to a woman to an old woman. We have a trajectory called time. As far as we know, it's not experiencing a lot of resistance either. It's not getting real messed up. I mean, maybe it could be in sci-fi movies, but for me, I wake up, I know it's tomorrow, not yesterday. <laughs> so there's this path of ease, right, that we're all in. It's just natural. It's a natural yeah. flow. A natural, it's going to work tomorrow. There's going to be tomorrow. <laughs> You're going to be a bigger person tomorrow, a more expanded being tomorrow. Why? Because you just had 24 hours more of experience. So when all of these flows come together, I thought, well, who's in charge of this? How, you know, what is that what all this manifesting stuff is about? And over the years, click, 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 flow dreaming became a technique, 
which was, what if I go into this future? What if I somehow move myself out of time a little bit, get into that place where I'm not noticing the world as it is, and I start to feel what I'd like my future to be like? And then the feeling part became really key because most people talk to their future. They rationalize with their future. They do affirmations with their future, or they go to their own minds again, their conscious, their subconscious. I thought, okay, let's just take all those off. What if I just feel into my future? Then, if I'm walking into my future every moment, what I'm bringing in is actually the feeling of what I'm expecting to encounter. You get that? Yeah. So if I'm feeling right now, God, I have so many possibilities in my life. I am being given a tremendous amount of potential for expansion and growth, and I really can't pick a bad road. They're all good. And that's me. I'm, I just made that. Like that second I said that, I made that. That's encoded. Now that's good. You know, it's like somebody took a picture, a snapshot. Nope, that's there. So my future is going forward is reacting to whatever is my snapshot in the present. So it really makes sense that my snapshot in the present has to be what I'm intending my future to be like. When I'm flow dreaming, I call it pre-action, pre-acting. Not reacting to what just happened in the past and pre-acting to what will happen in my future. So I began pre-acting a lot, flow dreaming a lot. Uh, flow dreaming will be successful, wonderful. My children are growing up happy and smart. You know, my husband gets what he needs. He's delighted with his life. I feel all of this in me. I feel it like it's a truth in me right now. Now, if you do this every day, you're creating this huge reserve of this is what is. When I look back, I can see in my back, I've already created a ton of that. Every day I've been feeling this for a while. Eventually, this creates a future for you based on what you are. And I, this is what I am now. So my future is listening, and the universe loves balance, so it comes in balance. And that's basically how I teach people to manifest. It's different than law of attraction, um, because a lot of it goes more than just think this way, feel this way, get that. Yeah. It goes yeah. into a philosophy, yeah. which is here's how you ask for things. Here's how you're strong enough to receive those things, on and on from there. That was a very long explanation. I apologize no, for that. No, it was so. great. Yeah. That was half the interview. <laughs> no, it was fabulous. And but if you like, want wealth in your life, do that. Do it. It yeah. works. It's also related, so that's why I asked. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it's like um, I, I, in some other um, – teachings it's like I've experienced like bringing the energy like feeling the energy of your future self and bringing yep. that energy into yep. now yeah. because you know and like because and so it's it's similar to what you're saying or maybe the same yeah. you can or, play with that too yeah is it different what was that is it different because it's like bringing the energy no, of the future I, self not, into now and like so and like, I've, re I've recorded a lot of flow dreams on specific topics that I've used and that, that are at my website. Yeah. Um, and one of them is actually called Your Future Self. Hmm. Feel your future self right now. Who am I in six months? I'm feeling that right now. It's like, oh, six months ago, I encoded who I am right now. Yeah. Oh, that you bet that made an impact on who I am right now. Yeah. So if I'm doing it right now for that future self, you bet that's encoding what's happening there. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just another way, another way of playing with the energy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Awesome. So let's, let's, let's get into like the specifics now of like when you, like how can you use flow dreaming uh, to create that wealth in your life? Can you give us something? Yeah. Yeah. On that. Well, I didn't actually tell you how I flow dream for me. It's a process where um, it's not like meditation at all. You notice I close my eyes. I do because I spend half of my day, <laughs> my eyes closed somewhere else. Flow dreaming is um, part daydreaming, like a guided daydream, because we all daydream. That's the way we unhook and move into our other aspects of self naturally already. Because I believe when we, you know, became human, we didn't cut ourselves completely off. We have an inborn way of doing this. Um, I emote, so I have a lot of emotion. And then I have that sense of flow, which I already described, which is being in perfect and absolute alignment with where I'm going where there's no resistance. So if I'm in what I call a flow dream, and I'm flow dreaming, I'm in this state, and I'm feeling this feeling, and I'm creating this new experience, I'm creating experiences for myself. So if wealth is one of my experiences, I'm going to then feel, what does wealth feel like to me? Is it green? Does it smell like grass? Is it everywhere? Is it under my feet? Do I get to walk on it? Is it a sense of soft pillows and big beds and, and palaces and gold? What does the feeling of wealth mean? How do I feel it? How do I feel wealth in my relationship? Let's say it's not money. What does wealth in my relationship mean? I was closing right? my eyes with you. Go on. <laughs> I know, my eyes are going open and closed and flipping and doing weird things. Wealth in my relationship would be um, I have ample and open communication. I'm strong enough that I don't fear that communication. I know it will work for me. How do I know it will work for me? Because if it doesn't, I'm smart enough, strong enough, and I have the resources to choose another method of way of communicating until I get it right. I have enough faith in my partner that he's not going to bail on me while I work out how to get it right. Yeah, that's a feeling of a, that's a feeling of ownership, abundance, faith, confidence. I have again uh, wealth in my relationship. What if we just don't see eye to eye? What if we're not the same? That's all right. What have we given each other? What have we shown? What have we revealed about each other? Hmm. Do we need to now reveal that with other people? Is that the next step? Is that where the next growth and wealth comes? It's like a mindset, you know, it's mm -hmm. shifting yourself into seeing that. You can, so you can do it with a relationship, you can do it with kids, you can do it with your money, you can even do it with where you live. I mean, having wealth, I was having a discussion with someone the other day. Um, she said, there's so much going on in my life, so much has come in, I've gotten so good at being abundant, I'm having a new problem. And I said, I know. Now you're afraid that you can't say no to any of it because it'll go away. So that's not wealth. If you're afraid that you're going to get it and you've got to grab it and take it all and go crazy and overwork yourself and do everything just half-assed, that's not wealth. That's saying, I actually got what I wanted, but now I better keep it all because it's going to leave. Like that's fear. What you're telling your flow, what you're telling your universe now is, if I get something, I'm only going to get it for a limited time, like a sale at Nordstrom's. <laughs> you know, I can't get it all. There won't be new season next year. There'll be no new clothes in stock ever again. <laughs> That's not wealth. No. Wealth is, hmm, I take what I take. I don't need all of it. There'll be more. 
I need to be in a place where I can take more because there'll be more. How's that feel? Good? Yeah, that feels really good. Yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. Imagine now living every day with this pattern coming out of you, Hmm. right? It means that all these people who go and they take classes and they learn how to do like these skills, like I learned to build a business, I learned how to clean teeth, I learned how to, I don't know, wash rhinoceroses, I learned how to, whatever it is that you're you're learning to do and you know, as a skill in your life. A lot of us have like a bunch of these skills, we packed in all of our pockets around us and we still think, but I'm not wealthy, I don't have enough. It's like, how is that possible? You have all of this stuff hanging on you, you can do, but you still don't have enough? Yeah. It's like ding ding ding, there's another problem going on. Yeah. You don't need one more class in how to internet market. You need a class in how to foundationally change how you behave with the world so you can use all those things you bring into yourself. Yes. Totally agree with you. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right, that's it. Yeah, that was it, the finale. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Because all those things won't fill the void, you know? You can keep bringing those things in, and that's why you see all these wealthy, well, not wealthy, people with lots of money who are miserable. Yeah. Yeah, that's really the other side. You know, there are people who, so in my world, there's action and pre action, okay? There is Mm -hmm. physical action, inspired action, and then the pre action. That is the energetic action you take. Uh, You know, in our society, Western society, we're taught you only do physical action. You go to school, you get good grades, you go to college, you get a good job, you get married, you have babies, you blah, blah, blah. It's a whole lineup for us. And unfortunately, a lot of us get through a lot of those things and we say, now what? And the physical action has kind of peters out at a certain point. Or we don't do what we think we're going to, it doesn't pay off the way we're told it's going to pay off. And that's when we start questing and saying, there's got to be some piece to this that's not, that I don't know. And that's where we recognize oh, maybe spirituality isn't just some woo-woo thing or some religious thing that I deal with when I'm dead. Maybe it's actually supposed to be built into physical life so that the two are happening together. Hmm. And Hmm. so for me, the spiritual aspect of life or the personal growth aspect of life supports my action. If I do more action and my physical growth doesn't support it, that's that millionaire who goes bankrupt and gets divorced. Boom. And he's going to go right down to the level of where his personal growth is. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do the personal growth, and this is the part of you that you work with and develop and create, your physical action, you can kind of take to any level personally. You know, it doesn't mean always huge material success. You know, some people, they are, you know, charitable givers their whole life. Mm-hmm. Everyone who comes in contact with them is blessed by them. Even though their house is like, you know, falling down wreck, they don't care. They're yeah. content inside. And so their physical action is just a reflection of whatever pleases them, whatever they like. Yeah. They're pretty much on board most of the time. I don't see many people whose self-growth is here and their physical action, material growth is there. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen so often. Usually it's more like the material growth people yeah. and, the self, and their selves are down there. And that's where things yeah. kind of even out. Yeah. I don't know. Personally, for me, I kind of want to do both together because I like yeah. balance. Yeah. I'm a Libra rising. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think most of us who are tuning in want to do both of them together. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Plus, I find that I can't achieve more materially until my inner growth grows to support it. 
And a lot of people have an expectation of what they do want their material life to look like mm -hmm. because they have goals attached to it. Yeah. Like, um, if I can become a millionaire, I'm going to become a philanthropist. You know, things like that. And so, you know, they have an expectation. So they have real reasons. I mean, because millionaire, that's more than you need to cover your life and your expenses. Mm -hmm. You know, at that point, you're either becoming a millionaire just because you're still insecure and you have fear that you will never have enough, or you have some greater goal with it, some greater good with it. Yeah. Anyway, as an aside. Okay. So, how are we doing? I think we're doing good. And good. yeah, no, this is awesome. And I'm skipping some of my questions because you have basically sort of, in your flow, addressed some of the you know, some of the pieces, but one piece I want to draw out yeah. and like I'm interested in and how it relates to your work is, you know, when people talk about following their truth and following their mm -hmm. heart, right? So in, in your system, you know, what does yeah. following your truth have to do to getting in your flow, getting in your wealth zone? Yeah, I, I actually really like this question because there's an old school answer, which is that you find your life path and you're set you're good for life. If you only have the courage to follow it, you're great. You're yeah. golden. Um, then I find, I found, a lot of us have very changeable hearts. <laughs> we like to try things for a while, and then we feel bad and discouraged because we don't make a big success of them before we get bored and we move on to something else. And, yeah, so I had to, you know, I really questioned this for quite a long time in my flow and a lot of communication. And, um, kind of came to this, this idea that your life path is whatever excites you now. It's whatever excites you right now. Um, right now, flow dreaming excites me. Things that are starting to excite me in addition to teaching this are teaching people how to become courageous, how to understand their own inner power and work with it, how to create freedom in their thinking, and break through and, and see the actual, you know, the projection of lack that they think so often. This is becoming more exciting to me. Is this my new life path? I don't know. Is it fun? Yes. Mm -hmm. Is Are people resonating with it? Yes. Yeah. So I, I think that you can have multiple life paths. You know, it's like your life, your life is like a quilt. It's got, it's got to have lots of beautiful colors and squares. Some people just want one big red quilt. That's what they like. Yeah. Some people like a square of this, a square of that, yeah. a square of this. Who's to say what's better? So um, I don't look for a destiny that's going to save me from my misery now. If I could only find it, it will save me from my misery now. I think that's what life path means. If you go deep down, you know, in a lot of people. There is no mm -hmm. destiny that's going to save you from your misery now. The only thing that will save you from your misery now is to say, what do I like to do? How do I have to change to do it? Can I do that? Yes. And you do. And you build on that. And then you can do all kinds of careers. Yeah. I love or it. Or not careers. Have babies. I don't know. Travel the world. <laughs> do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> become a philanthropist yeah go work for a charity somewhere whatever yeah. that is whatever that is that lights you up I love it yeah awesome. go for it and don't expect you have to do it forever and and if you become an expert at it god forbid don't feel you have to keep being an expert at it or you won't be rewarded 
I talk to a lot of women in their 50s and 60s, and they're like, I'm an expert. I can't stop doing this now. I'll never get paid the same. And I go, well, you just created a nice little trap for yourself, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of teachers are in that trap, and government people, and people yeah. with pensions. I can't leave. I've got three more years. <sighs> and I go, well, you know, what What can we do to undo this? Mm-hmm. You know, you've been setting this up 20 years. How are we going to undo it in one? <laughs> First of all. <laughs> But the point is, yeah. um, you, you, if you're an expert at something, don't feel obligated to keep doing it. Recognize that your expertise is going to become the foundation for the next thing you do. They don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. That's still going to be a solid foundation for whatever you do. My years in publishing, my years podcasting, my years working with new media, my years working in editorial, my years doing graphic design. I am sure they help me today. Yeah. I'm sure they do. I don't know how exactly, but I'm sure they do. Yeah, it all comes together. The amazing package that is you. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. So you have shared a bunch of really great steps already, I think, that our listeners can take. Is there anything else that you'd like to share, like in terms of getting our listeners into their wealth zone, into their flow, that they can use right away to start creating wealth and flow? Into your wealth zone. Yes, there's one particular thing you can start with. And this is something, so I run something called Me School, the Me School of Flow where I teach and talk to people for a whole year. Like, I want you to learn how to think how I think. I'm going to give you tools, but if you they're just tools unless you know how to think the way I think with them. So one of the very first steps is this. When you are, again, I'm closing my eyes, I'm sorry. When you are anticipating your future, are you feeling something like, if I do this, I might not be able to support myself? If I, um, if I stay in this career, how will I ever get the money for retirement? This career that I want to do or this work is wonderful, but nobody makes any money at it. Why would I be different? Okay, like each one of these things, if you drill down to what's really being said and you hear it and you feel the energy of it, it's saying, I'm anticipating lack. I'm not going to get my needs met. Mm-hmm. I love the career, but it's not going to pay me what I need. Um, I can start on this, but what if the money runs out? I'm anticipating lack. I'm anticipating it's not going to work out. And this other part of you is setting up all of these ways out, fallbacks. Okay, well, you can still do this. Well, you've still got your old career you know, as a postman. Yeah. You've still got, you've got your out. What is your flow hearing? What is your future hearing? It's hearing indecision, it's hearing fear, it's hearing a sense of, oh, you want to do this, but you kind of think it won't work out. In fact, you've already made other plans, just in case. These are your going big plans, these are your going small plans. And we can see that you're not sure which one you're going to end up with. Well, I don't know, if you don't know, we don't know. We can't help you if you don't know. So So your pre-action there is all confused. Your pre-action is really screwed up. Right? But unfortunately, that's where we often start because yeah. yeah. we don't know that. We think we're being smart. We're being, there's different ways to be smart. There are different ways to take care of your future while you're changing. There are completely different ways. This is the way, though, that's common that most people do. So instead, notice that you're preacting lack and stop it. Just stop. Just see where you're doing it 
and say, oh, my wealth zone assures me that there is income there. It assures me that it's there. It assures me that my crazy idea will have wealth in it. It assures me that my insecurity, even around my coaching or my, you know, my beauty business or my, my network marketing or my teaching or my whatever it is you're doing, it assures me that no matter even if I have all that, I'm still going to be wealthy because that's not going to be relevant enough to mess up my wealth. Okay, so you're giving yourself permission to still feel all that crazy fear, insecurity, self-doubt, blah, blah, blah. But the one thing you don't give yourself permission anymore is to doubt that you will have that income, that you will have that wealth, that you will have that growth. Why? Because you deserve it, because it's there for you, because it's a choice. You take it or you don't. And most people like don't know how to wrap their head into that space. Yeah. Then you flow in there, and that's where you stay. That's where you stay all through your flow. Yeah, I feel all these other crazy ways, but you know what? Failing is not an option for me. Failing is not an option. And that's a scary thing for a lot of people. They think failing is an option. If you really want it, if it's in your wealth, if it's in your heart, in your energy, if it's what you're good at, or what you could become good at, even if you don't know, then failing isn't an option. Why not just do it? You might do it badly, so what? You're yeah. still doing it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. And then if you quote unquote fail, try again. Yeah. Right? And yeah. use the failure. See, that's, where, that's step two yeah. in flow. Yeah. That's okay. Recalibrate. Flow is giving you information. Where do you need to go from here? Yeah. Learn what you, you need to learn. Step. Pick yourself up. Dust yourself off. Oh, and there's tons of information that you just yeah. flow gave a ton of great juicy information yeah. from doing it badly. Yeah, use yeah. that. Most I've people learned, go, I've "Oh learned. no, I'm just gonna not do it." Like, what? You just gave you were just given like a jackpot of information. Yeah, come on, use it. Yeah, you know, I, that's what they say. Whenever I lose a thousand bucks, I go, "Oh, I'm gonna use that." Thank you for telling me where not to go. Yeah. Next. Got it. Love it. Thank you, Summer. It's been so awesome. And Summer, we want to find out how to, like, find out more about flow dreaming. And I know yeah. you have a great free gift for us and everyone. As usual, yeah. the link is below the video. And tell us what it's called, what it is, because, you know, I can't imagine anyone listening to this interview and not wanting more. Be like at least a little bit curious. What is yeah. she doing? Seems like she's in a pretty good place. I am in a good place. Um, it is because of flow dreaming and um, what I have. I've kind of mentioned a few things that I do. Basically, I have flowdreaming.com, and that is where I put together everything that I've created. I have a whole manifesting store. It's full of my MP3s. Um, you can look on your phone. You can find my app for my podcast. It's on iTunes. It's all over the place. In fact, I have a couple more apps coming out in the next couple of months where you'll be able to get my Flow Dreams right on your phone as well or pad. Um, and those are great places to start with. The free gift is actually a free Flow Dream. It is called Everything's Getting Better. And it takes you from the starting point. Like, this is you starting your marathon. And it's like, okay, here's where we begin. And everything gets better. So it looks at all the situations right now in your life that are kind of out of whack. And we all have situations that are out of alignment. And it seeks to stabilize them and make them more secure or resolve them and move you into the next place where you're better. Just better. 
And once you're better, then you can go bigger. So it's called Everything's Getting Better and Better, and it comes with a little instruction, too. Um, and then I have tons of stuff elsewhere on my site that teaches you how to flow dream, what to do. And, of course, my me school. Um, me school right now is completely sold out, as is my coaching, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> but it's only sold awesome. out because it works. <laughs> so um, just stay on my mailing list, and when it reopens again, when the next class comes through, I will let you know. So get on the mailing list. Awesome. Love it. Thank you so much, Summer. This has been Thank so you, awesome to have you and go on this wild ride with you today. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody, we'll be back with you with another interview, another inspiring interview in your inbox and more tips to get inside your wealth zone. So bye for now. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you, Leela, so much. Yeah. Thank you, Summer. This has been Wealth Alchemy Lab, the only show teaching you how to follow a spiritual path to money, pleasure, and purpose. To stay connected to our community, join our Facebook group, also called Wealth Alchemy Lab. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. To check out today's guest, visit epicdreamacademy.com forward slash podcast.